Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Good morning. Blame game. President Biden and Democrats in a war of words over what went wrong for the party election day, led by the crushing loss in the Virginia governor's race. But Republicans emboldened, saying a clear message was sent to all Democratic candidates. You're in a competitive race next year. You are no longer safe. So where do both parties go from here? We're live in Washington. Dose of hope. I want to have a pillow fight with my best friend. Thousands of younger children lining up for COVID vaccines with the rollout being expanded to doctor's offices and schools. Straight ahead, the plan to deliver millions of doses in the coming days. While a COVID controversy erupts in the NFL after one of the league's biggest stars, Aaron Rodgers, tests positive. We'll have the very latest. The new Cold War, the Pentagon reveals the troubling and rapid growth of China's military and nuclear arsenal. If we, the United States military, uh, don't do a fundamental change to ourselves, then we're going to be on the, the wrong side of uh, conflict. Just ahead, the alarm being sounded by the nation's top general in an exclusive interview. Sabotage? Pressure mounts on investigators searching for answers in that fatal movie set shooting after that explosive accusation from attorneys for the crew member in charge of the guns. Is that your theory of the case, that someone intentionally placed a live round into a box of dummies? We are investigating and we were, we were trying to get all the facts. That's one of the possibilities. This morning, where the investigation goes from here. All that plus deep freeze. Tens of millions are waking up to the season's first major cold spell, stretching from New Mexico all the way to New England. Al's got the details and how long it will last. And coin chaos, the nationwide shortage of pennies, nickels, dimes, and quarters that has the U.S. Mint asking all Americans, can you spare some change? Today, Thursday, November 4th, 2021. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning, guys. Good to see you today. Thank you for joining us. We have got a lot to get to. It's a busy Thursday. It is. And let's start with the weather. 47 million people from the southwest all the way up to the northeast, Connecticut, under freeze watches and warnings this morning. And in parts of the south, the temperature is 20 degrees below average. We've got a live report and Al's full forecast just ahead. Meantime, with younger kids starting to receive the COVID vaccine, there's hope that 75% of all eligible Americans could have at least one dose by the end of the year. The very latest on the rollout and the push to speed it up just ahead. But let's start with new election results overnight. Incumbent Democrat Phil Murphy hanging on, winning re-election as New Jersey's governor. But the margin of victory much closer than expected, around just 35,000 votes. And combine that fact with the Republican victory in the governor's race in Virginia. And this morning, Democratic leaders and President Biden doing a lot of soul searching and finger pointing. NBC's chief White House correspondent Kristen Welker has the very latest. Hey, Kristen, good morning. 
Hey, Hoda and Savannah, good morning to both of you. We are learning this morning that behind the scenes, Democrats are reeling and reassessing their strategy with just one year until the critical midterm elections. Some Democrats privately grumbling, saying the White House doesn't have a clear enough legislative strategy. Speaking about the results for the first time, President Biden said it's time for Democrats to act on his agenda. But not everyone in his party agrees. Overnight, Democratic Governor Phil Murphy narrowly reelected in New Jersey. The closeness of that race shocking Democrats. Another warning sign after that stunning setback in Virginia. President Biden now looking to turn the page, deflecting any blame for the loss when pressed. How much responsibility do you take for the dismal results in Virginia? We brought out every Democrat about there was. More votes than ever has been cast for the Democrat running for governor. Glenn Youngkin's defeat of Terry McAuliffe in the race for governor widely viewed as a rebuke of President Biden's performance so far. Maybe. I know we did, but I, we also, I was running against Donald Trump. Democrats now desperate for action on the president's agenda, stalled in Congress while progressives and moderates play the blame game. Politics is about timing, and we blew, we blew it on the timing. There is no way that you can say that a 12-point swing in a state is due to Congress not passing a bill. While some Democrats quietly point the finger at the White House for not having what they say is a stronger legislative strategy, the president and his party now attempting to chart a path forward, with the House potentially voting this week on two massive spending measures, including Mr. Biden's $1.75 trillion Build Back Better bill. But that's still not a done deal, with House Democrats adding paid family and medical leave back into the measure, a move that could hurt its chances in the Senate. Well, that's, that's a challenge, very much of a challenge. Top Republicans argue voters sent a clear message rejecting Democratic proposals. I don't think it was about the Democrats' failure to do it. I think it was because people didn't like that they were trying to do it. Seeing the Virginia and New Jersey races as a preview of things to come in the midterms next November. If you're a Democrat and President Biden won your seat by 16 points, you're in a competitive race next year. You are no longer safe. So, Kristen, you said this is a wake-up call for Democrats. So are they reevaluating what they're going to do come midterms? Oh, Hoda, they absolutely are. Look, Democrats seem to agree on one thing. They're failing to produce results on the issues that voters care about most. And at the top of that list is the economy, those rising prices. But that is where the agreement ends. While the president and House Speaker Nancy Pelosi are intensifying their push for Congress to vote on those two spending bills this week, other Democrats say, hey, wait a minute, voters were actually sending a different message to slow down to get it right. And the president wasn't elected to pass sweeping legislation, but rather to bring order to what they say was a chaotic Washington. Hoda. All right, Kristen Welker for us there at the White House. Kristen, thank you. The other big story, the first wave of younger children now getting vaccinated against COVID, a key turning point potentially in the fight against the pandemic. And while some shots are going into arms, the White House says the rollout should be fully up and running by next week. NBC's Morgan Chesky in Houston for us this morning with the details. Hi, Morgan. Good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. And we were inside Texas Children's watching some of those first doses be administered into hundreds of local kids. And with the U.S. now passing that grim milestone of 750,000 COVID deaths, this new vaccination effort, welcome news for so many families. Nationwide, kids lining up for their first dose of Pfizer's COVID vaccine, hoping that very soon their lives 
can get back to normal. I want to have a pillow bite with my best friend. The Biden administration says it's ramping up distribution, shipping out millions of additional pediatric doses in the next 24 hours. Right there, it's a thousand doses. The White House is planning to get 20,000 vaccination sites online by next week, including pop-up clinics at schools. Here in Texas, 2,500 kids were vaccinated on Wednesday across the Texas Children's Hospital System. Okay, good job. Including five-year-old Dion. Dion, how was it? Thumbs up, I love it. His dad Samuel hoping this is a teaching moment. Why was it so important to bring him here today? Education, that's all it was about, making sure he knows that vaccines make people healthy and we want to keep him healthy. Nearby, sisters Isabella, Annabella, and Juliana all showing off their Band-Aids with pride. The trio excited to get back on the soccer field. Now that everyone has their shot, you think you'll be able to play soccer again? Yeah. 222 million Americans have at least one shot of a COVID vaccine. If you add the 28 million now eligible 5 to 11-year-olds to that tally, the nation could reach more than 75% vaccinated in the U.S. before the end of the year. But it comes to some high-profile figures still reluctant to clarify their vaccination status. This morning, questions around Green Bay Packers star Aaron Rodgers, who tested positive for COVID-19 Wednesday. Rodgers told reporters in August that he had been, quote, immunized. Yeah, I've been immunized. I think it's a personal decision. But according to the NFL Network, the league has considered Rodgers as unvaccinated since the start of the season. The Packers have now benched Rodgers for 10 days, which fits for league protocols for unvaccinated players. And we have reached out to the NFL regarding Aaron Rodgers. They say that they are aware of that situation and are currently working with the Packers organization. Savannah? Morgan, let's go back to the vaccine and kids. Some parents, as we saw, rushing to vaccinate their children, but others are on the fence. Others outright opposed. What are the concerns we're hearing? Yeah, well, we've certainly heard from parents who say that symptoms in children are mostly more mild, but doctors have said about 10% of those mild cases still have issues months after that initial infection. And they point out that uh, this is still the eighth leading cause of death, COVID-19, for those kids ages 5 to 11. And as for concerns about myocarditis, that inflammation of the heart muscle, doctors say that not getting the shot uh, puts kids and teens at a more severe case of myocarditis than if they were to get the vaccine. Savannah? Morgan Chesky in Houston, thank you. Moving now to some alarming new findings from the Pentagon, highlighting China's growing military power, including its rapidly expanding nuclear arsenal. NBC's chief foreign affairs correspondent, Andrea Mitchell, joins us now with details. Hey, Andrea, good morning. Good morning, Well, this report is a sobering assessment of China's military might. It comes on the heels of a recently disclosed test of China's hypersonic missile. Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley says that China's rise as a great power, joining the U.S. and Russia, means that we are entering a world that is potentially more unstable than at any time in the last 70 years. Could the U.S. be headed for a new Cold War, this time with China? A new Pentagon report underscoring the growing threat posed by Beijing saying China is accelerating its nuclear weapons program. A 2020 assessment found China had about 200 nuclear warheads. The new report warns that could grow to 700 by 2027 and 1,000 by the end of the decade. China views having a uh, much larger nuclear uh, force and deterrent as part of um, uh, cementing its standing as a truly global power. 
Um, let's hope it's not more than that. The report also says China is expanding its ballistic missile arsenal and making rapid advances, like its recently disclosed test of a new hypersonic missile, a missile capable of traveling at least five times faster than the speed of sound and evading U.S. defense systems. A technological advance Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley has said could be the next Sputnik moment, referring to the Soviet satellite launch in 1957 that accelerated the arms race with the U.S. Do we have the capability to match what we just saw from China? Well, I won't go into anything classified as but I would just say that that test that occurred was a very significant test. In my view, we're witnessing one of the largest shifts in global geostrategic power that the world has witnessed. The report also confirms Pentagon concerns that China feared a U.S. military strike last fall by President Trump leading to Milley's controversial calls to reassure China there would be no surprise attack. First reported in Bob Woodward and Robert Costa's book, Peril, prompting Republicans to call for Milley to be fired. The new Pentagon report says Milley was told to make those calls by Trump Defense Secretary Mark Esper. Milley is also warning that China's recent advances in artificial intelligence and other technologies could leave the U.S. behind in the coming decades if we fail to adapt. All right, Andrea Mitchell for us there in Washington. Andrea, thank you. Much more to get to this morning. Craig joins us. Hi. Hoda. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Folks, it's a cold morning for tens of millions across the country. Some waking up to the first freeze of the season. And in some areas, those frigid temperatures are also arriving with snow. We'll get to Al's forecast in just a moment, but we start with NBC Shaquille Brewster, who joins us from Chicago. Hat and scarf already, huh, Shaq? Good morning, Craig. Yeah, uh, right here or not, the winter temperatures are back. Here in Chicago, we got that first freeze of the season on Tuesday, but across the country, more than 100 million Americans are preparing for the first freezing temperatures of the season. <laughs> first snow of the season. This morning, the first freezing temperatures ahead of winter. It's really just kind of that jumping off point are sending shivers all across the Midwest and the Northeast. The weather has dipped a bit, so we're getting out the jackets. Frigid weather sweeping much of the nation, with more than 150 million Americans expected to face temperatures below 35 degrees. Suddenly it just got to like 20, 30 degrees, and now we're just trying to make it work. Nearly a foot of snowfall set an all-time November daily record near the Great Lakes and left enough snow to make what was possibly Michigan's first snowman of the season. And in Binghamton, New York, the first measurable snow of the winter. In Nashville, a freeze warning is in effect into Friday. St. Louis, Cleveland, Detroit, Indianapolis, and Pittsburgh, among the cities battling the season's first big chill. In Gaylord, Michigan, the National Weather Service sharing this video of a winter wonderland. The frosty days, a chilling sign of what's ahead. Now these temperatures are actually coming about two weeks late for Chicago, which usually experiences its first freeze around October 19th. But Craig, that makes sense because Chicago also had its warmest October on record last month. Shaq Brewster in the Windy City. Thank you, Shaq. 15 minutes past the hour. Mr. Roker, it's chilly around here, too. That's right. But the good news is what? we will see things warming up. But first, we got to get through the chill. As you heard from Shaq, look at this. We've got uh, over... 
over 106 million of us seeing those lows, seeing those lows that are below 32 degrees from Bismarck, Santa Fe, Indianapolis, Chicago, Binghamton, all the way up to Bangor and Albany, New York. We've got 47 million for frost and freeze alerts stretching from New Mexico to New England. And those cold temperatures are going to be hanging in there for at least the next 24 hours. Right now, 32 in Chicago, 45 uh, Fort Smith, Saranac Lake, 26, Charlotte, 45. For today, those temperatures Temperatures are going to be anywhere from 10 to 20 degrees below average from Atlanta, uh, Houston, Little Rock, Raleigh on into Charleston. However, we've got one more night of the really frosty temperatures from Nashville to Pittsburgh below freezing, Rochester 31, 33 in Richmond. Look what happens over the weekend. Temperatures moderate. Bam! All right. D.C., uh, 50, 64 by Monday. Cincinnati will be 68 by Monday. 71 in Charlotte. Nashville will see temperatures in the upper 60s to low 70s. Here in New York City, temperatures getting up into the low 60s. And that is your latest weather. Mr. Melvin, you look a little tired this morning. Because mm. I, I can't tell you anything. What? So I got, you know, the ear piercing. Yeah. I forgot that I sleep on my left side. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, so you can sleep all night? Oh, no. You no, didn't sleep all night? I inquired. I said, how'd you sleep with that earring? He, yeah. And Greg goes, that's why I didn't sleep yeah. last night. A, well, try having eight piercings. It's yeah. not pleasant. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, yeah. next time. You're a good dad. I'll you're a good guy. dad and you're cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool guy. You. All right, coming up, guys, the growing fallout after those attorneys for a, the crew member in charge of weapons on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie suggested right here on our air that sabotage could be behind that tragic shooting, how that could impact the ongoing investigation. Plus new details on the miracle rescue of that four-year-old girl missing in Australia for nearly three weeks and the emotional reunion with her family. We will have a live report from Sarah James. But first, this is Today on NBC. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is Constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, they're playing your song, Atlanta. <laughs> Thursday morning, 4th of November, 2021. A, a certain glow 
from winning the World Series while it's still fresh on the players, coaches, and fans of the Atlanta Braves, the team arriving home last night. Wow. You know that feels good. There's mm. a great set for tomorrow. Wow. First time they've hoisted that trophy in 26 years. Imagine yeah, that. partying wow. down in the A. It'll yeah. be great. Let's get started this morning. Here are your headlines at 7.30. We'll begin with the Ahmad Arbery case and a growing controversy over the makeup of the jury that's been selected. A judge ruled yesterday that he will seat one black juror and 11 white jurors. Now, this despite objections by prosecutors. The judge acknowledged in the courtroom there appears to be, quote, intentional discrimination by attorneys for the three white defendants accused of killing Arbery, a 25-year-old black man. But the judge said he was limited in his ability to intervene as defense attorneys gave valid reasons beyond race for striking potential jurors. The Supreme Court this week hearing arguments in its biggest guns case in more than a decade. It's a dispute over New York restrictive gun law that requires special permission to carry a concealed handgun in public. A majority of the justices seemed inclined to rule that the Constitution provides a right to carry a gun outside the home. Chief Justice John Roberts and other conservative justices suggested New York's law goes too far. The court will issue its decision by late June. And now a consumer alert for you this morning. The price of snacks also going up. Products like Oreo cookies, Ritz crackers, and Sour Patch Kids will be more expensive in 2022. That's according to Mondelez Brands, the company that makes those items. They say they're expecting about a 7% jump in prices. The company says inflation and transportation shortages are to blame. Ritz, Oreos, and Sour Patch yeah. Kids is my kids' weekend diet. <laughs> right? That's it. That's, exactly. it. That's the food, gonna, food group. It's going right to cost you more next year. All right. In well, addition to those dental bills. Yes, exactly. Uh, now to the growing fallout this morning over that stunning claim. It happened on our air during an exclusive interview with attorneys for the crew members in charge of guns, the crew member in charge of the guns on the set of Alec Baldwin's interview. The attorneys suggested that that fatal shooting could have been an act of intentional sabotage of the set. NBC national correspondent Miguel L. McGuire picks up the story from there. Hi, Miguel. Good morning. Savannah, good morning. In your conversation, attorneys for the film's armor said they believe the bullet that killed the movie cinematographer may have actually been planted on the set, an explosive and unconfirmed accusation in an ongoing case that has not been declared a criminal investigation. This morning, new pressure on authorities in the rush shooting investigation after an explosive claim from the attorneys representing Hannah Gutierrez-Reed. In an exclusive interview with Savannah on Wednesday, lawyers for the film's armorer suggesting the deadly shooting may have been sabotage, speculating a live bullet was purposely planted on set and accidentally loaded into the gun that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. We're assuming somebody put the live round in that box, which if you, if you think about that, uh, the person who put the live round in the box of dummy rounds had to have the purpose of sabotaging this set. Well, let me just stop you right there. Is that your theory of the case, that someone intentionally placed a live round into a box of dummies? We are investigating and we were, we were trying to get all the facts. That's one of the possibilities. Overnight, adding to the firestorm, Gutierrez-Reed repeating the claim in a new statement, adding no one could have anticipated that someone would have introduced Produced live rounds into this set. Sheriff investigators are not addressing the new allegations, saying their investigation remains open and that they're focusing on those who had custody of the weapons, including Assistant Director Dave Halls and Gutierrez Reed. But the attorneys for the 24 year old armorer adding others had a motive, including crew members who walked off the job the morning of the fatal incident. 
I believe that somebody uh, who would do that would want to sabotage the set, want to prove a point. What do you make of those allegations? I mean, I find them to be I find them to be incredibly irresponsible allegations and slanderous. Camera operator Lane Looper says he and others walked because the set of rust was unsafe. He blames corner cutting for the death of Helena Hutchins, which the production company called patently false. This morning, an unconfirmed theory expanding the mystery. We should note the production company says there was no official complaints filed on the set. In the meantime, Matthew Hutchins, the husband of the cinematographer killed, has now obtained his own attorney. Savannah. All right, Miguel, thank you very much. Also this morning, we have an update on a story that we brought you yesterday. A four-year-old Australian girl found alive and well nearly three weeks after she vanished in the middle of the night on a camping trip with her family. NBC's Sarah James is in Melbourne for us this morning. Sarah, good morning. Good morning, Craig. Well, I just spoke to police in Western Australia who tell me that a suspect is in custody. A 36-year-old man has been charged with one count of, quote, to forcibly take a child under 16. Meantime, a little girl who's caused all of Australia to ask, where's Cleo, is finally home. It's the image all of Australia wanted to see. A four-year-old girl named Cleo Smith reunited with family. Now, dramatic audio of the moment police found Cleo alive after she'd been missing for 18 days. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name, sweetheart? My name is Cleo. Hello, Cleo. From the arms of Australian police detectives. Cleo, my name's Cameron, how are you? Are you okay? We're gonna take and see your mommy and daddy, okay? The little girl back in the arms of her family, getting a visit from the state's premier. It was uh, a lovely experience to meet uh, that little girl. She's just bubbly, playing, um, friendly, sweet. As veteran police, a city, a country, celebrate a happy ending. It was, um, you know, to, to see her um, sitting there and um, in the way that she was, it was just yeah, incredible. Nearly three weeks after her mystery disappearance gripped the nation. Cleo was vacationing with her family at a campsite near the coast in Western Australia. She was asleep in the family tent when she vanished without a trace. A massive search followed. Her parents made emotional pleas for her safe return. We miss you. Cleo was discovered after a raid on a house in her hometown. Police have not revealed exactly what intelligence led to the recovery, but a 36-year-old man is in custody and has been charged with one count of forcibly taking a child under 16. Little Cleo now reunited with her parents, who posted on Instagram, our family is whole again. And police are getting huge kudos from the community for their tireless efforts in this case. A detective missing his son's graduation. Things were happening like buildings being lit up blue for the police and merchants handing out cupcakes and coffee to strangers, to everyone to celebrate 
a little girl going home. Mm. Craig? What a blessing. Cleo's back. Sarah, thank you. Thank you. And isn't it nice to see Sarah James? Can yes. we just say Sarah, Hi, James Sarah James has been at NBC <laughs> forever and a day. So great to see you. We're so glad to see we you, Sarah. You, we Sarah. miss you. Come visit us. It's great to see you. Well, we should go visit her. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that might be better. <laughs> see you. Uh, coming up next, a new call for change. The surprising reason behind a nationwide shortage of coins and its impact on shoppers and businesses from coast to coast. Carrie Sanders has that story for us coming up right after this. At the UPS store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Back at 741 now, this morning on In-Depth Today, a shortage in the pandemic causing some mayhem all over the country. We're not talking about toilet paper no. like we used to. This time <laughs> we're talking about another staple that a lot of us have taken for granted. NBC's Carrie Sanders is with us from Florida to explain. Hey, Carrie, morning. Good morning. You know, you've probably seen these Coinstar machines in grocery stores across America. I'm in a Winn-Dixie this morning, and... I'm probably part of the problem that we're having in this country. These are the coins that I've been tossing in here really since before the pandemic began. So we're going to toss them into the machine here and begin the counting process. And as we do that, just think about how many people across America are part of this problem. As the pandemic wanes, in-store cash registers are ringing again. But if you're paying cash, you may get shortchanged because there's a shortage of, yes, change. We have ran out of change multiple times, especially quarters. At the farmhouse in Bradenton, Florida, famous for its over-the-top donuts, making change for cash purchases not in as much demand as it once was. I think people are paying with card more so now than they used to. And I think people think money's dirty, so I think they're afraid to touch it. One of the most in-demand coins today, quarters, because so many laundromats still require them. In Astoria, New York, the lack of quarters has managers restricting who can use the change machine. Quarters for washing machines and dryers only, not for the car parking meters. We don't have enough, so this sign is new because of any other business around of people around coming getting my coins. The U.S. Mint estimates there are more than 6,600,000,000 pennies, more than a billion nickels, 2 billion plus dimes, almost 2 billion quarters spread out across the nation. But the problem is too many coins have been tossed into jars and piggy banks and then forgotten. I have a whole coin jar where I don't know what I'll do with them. One day, maybe I'll cash them in, maybe not. 
The lack of coins, the main topic at the U.S. Coin Task Force meeting Wednesday. One big driver, according to the task force, it had been routine for folks to exchange coins for bills as extra spending cash at least once a year. Customers would save coins for a period of six months or a year and then cash it in before they went on a large vacation and use it for their spending money on their trip. It's picking up here in recent months, but for the better part of the last year and a half, people just haven't been traveling. In Fort Lauderdale, 16-year-old Cameron Emmett and her sister, 12-year-old Mackenzie, did what may best be remembered by your grandparents, rolling coins. It's not a coin shortage, it's a lack of circulation, the coins. And if you have a stash, you might be surprised how much it all adds up to. We rolled about $200 and took it to the bank on uh, Monday. So we're down to the final count of the coins I put in, and it's counting up right now to, much, let's see, much? it's going up 80, 89. How many coins see, did 80, you have? 89.70. Wait, you have wow. uh, uh, Two years worth, basically, during the pandemic. Well, that's why we have a coin yeah. shortage. So, so if you use one of these machines. The, the, lone, the lone cause of the coin shortage. He's hoarding. <laughs> that's right. Thank you, Gary. If, if you use one of these machines, yeah. you have to recognize if you want to get the money back, you're going to pay an 11.9% commission, but 100%. if you decide to get a gift card out of the machine, like to Amazon or something, no commission, and no commission if you decide to donate it to a charity, which is what I've done today, so I'm hitting, oh, I'm done. Very no surprise here. $89.70 going to the World Wildlife Foundation. So nice. it's, you know, very all in the spirit of the holidays, guys. Way to go, Karen. What were you saying yeah. about that? I was just saying, I, I was at Target over the weekend. No, or, or Target. Oh, Target. And yeah. they had a sign. They were like, please use exact change. We are having a Coin, coin shortage. Wow. I know. All so right. If it, it happened in Target, it's real. It's real. Yeah. 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 I want to get on that that coin task force. That, you know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's like a show. fun book. That's right. Hi, Al Roker, coin task force. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Okay. Anyway, let's show you what's going on. Uh, it sounds so nerdy. I would be really belong on there. We've got some big storms now coming off the Texas coast. This is part of a low pressure system that's going to skirt through the Gulf. And as it does, it's going to bring mostly rain into the Gulf of Mexico. But then by Friday, Friday, it's going to be causing big problems for Florida, especially southern, central, and northern Florida, and then making its way up the southeast coast, and that's going to cause some problems as this intensifies rain from North Carolina all the way to eastern Georgia. But another big problem going to be this is the highest, the time of highest astronomical tides this weekend with strong onshore flows. It's going to push water into the shore, powerful surf. Ocean overwash from the Savannah River all the way up to Duck, North Carolina. We're talking about minor to major flooding. So we're going to be watching that very closely all weekend long. What, why is what your time watch is it? Well, my watch thought I fell. <laughs> Again, is that again. What it does? well, if, if I if I hit it really hard, it thinks I'm You're, I've fallen. And so, that's a signal. And where's I can't the, get up. Where's that signal well, going? Well, it's it's going to. Uh, if I tell app, if I tell <laughs> my watch, <laughs> I've fallen. It'll send the ambulance. Deborah's coming. Oh, that's right. Okay, I thought yeah. Deborah was coming. Or Deborah. Yeah. All right. I'm not that old. Thank you. Well, my, my watch thinks I am. Wow. All right, Al. Thank you. Still ahead this morning, Kristen Stewart <laughs> will join us live in our studio to talk about her powerful new portrayal of Princess Diana, why she said yes to the role. And she said yes to something else in her mm. personal life recently. We'll talk about be? that. But first, these messages. Craig and Al, pack your bags and grab a Cosmo because you can now stay in Carrie Bradshaw's <laughs> oh. Manhattan apartment. Ooh, in the closet, too. Carson's got all the details on Pops. And then plus we got some musical power. We just saw him, Ed Sheeran. We're going to chat with him about the release of what he calls 
his favorite album ever. Oh, wow. Very, very personal. By the way, Ed's going to be on SNL on Saturday, but before that, we're a stop. We'll do it all. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.